This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. National Freedom Day commemorates the signing by Abraham Lincoln on February 1, 1865 of a resolution proposing the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution to outlaw slavery in the United States. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Just one month later, in his second inaugural address, Lincoln quoted Jesus' words from Matthew 18, verse 7. For it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. And in his address, Lincoln equated those offenses to American slavery, words bringing mixed emotions to his audience, and now inscribed in stone at the Lincoln Memorial. Brought to you by Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is The Gunny, and today is National Freedom Day. And like most of you, probably didn't even know it existed, nor did I until I actually did research this weekend and found out that February 1st is National Freedom Day. And it was a day when... Abraham Lincoln, on the 1st of February, 1865, basically created a proclamation that eventually freed the slaves. It was a joint resolution adopted by the Senate and the House of Representatives and eventually ended up being the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. But there's a little bit more to that. This particular day really didn't come into effect until really June 30th of 1948. And at that time, President Harry Truman signs the proclamation appointing February 1st as the official National Freedom Day in the United States. So that's when it really became official on June 30th of 1948. Also, there's a specific code in the U.S. Code, it's 36 U.S. Code 124 that talks about National Freedom Day. And I quote, the president may issue each year a proclamation designating February 1st as National Freedom Day to commemorate the signing by Abraham Lincoln on February 1st, 1865, of the joint resolution adopted by the Senate and the House of Representatives that proposed the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. And that was published on August the 12th of 1998. Maybe that's why many of us have never heard of National Freedom Day is because it is not really put out there 
for everybody to know. And from my personal opinion, there's different reasons for that. One, it's very touching to a lot of people to talk about slavery. Two, National Freedom Day really is about everybody having freedom in America, not just the release of slaves. But we're going to turn this into a little bit of a twist on the show tonight. So the first thing I want to bring to you is what we're going to discuss. Is America losing our freedoms? Are we losing our freedoms? Who is Sal Alinsky? You ever heard that name before, Sal Alinsky? Going to tell you who that is. What is the Cloward Pevin strategy? Most of us never even heard of that, nor have I. Going to bring that to you. And it's very important that we understand these issues or these people involved in what's going on. Last but not least, I'm going to bring you at the end of the show a very special prize. Not going to tell you what it is. You got to stay tuned because it's a good show. And at the end, you're going to be in tears, just like the gunny is every time. Okay, so let's move to Americans are losing their freedom. This was written on February 2nd of 2014 by an individual named Alan Karuba. Not going to read the full article to you. You can go in the show notes and get the link. It's from RenewAmerica.com. And he quotes here, which is true. The founding fathers did not fight the health care or fight for health care or government control. They fought for freedom. That's what they did. They didn't fight for a government control. They fought for freedom, actually against government control. So he continues, February 1st is National Freedom Day. It is commemorating Lincoln's signing of the House and Senate resolution that later became the 13th Amendment. Lincoln signed the amendment outlawing slavery on February 1st, 1865. In short of another civil war, Americans have reached a point verging on the loss of their constitutional freedoms as never before, and that is absolutely true. The issue then was slavery, but Americans are rapidly moving towards having their Bill of Rights annulled by the president, intent on ruling as a despot, making them slaves of a regime that rules as he wishes, ignoring the Constitution and the Congress. That's what they're doing. They're turning us back into slaves. His actions have been supported by the Democrat members of Congress. And because Republicans only control the House, they have seen their legislation efforts to oppose the regime blocked, often by one man, Harry Reid, the Senate Majority Leader. The nation's media, with few exceptions, have supported or ignored the president's action. Can you guess who he's talking about? 2014, Obama. This is talking about Obama. So think about that as we continue on. So why is this happening? A brief review of the means put forth in Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, written by a community organizer, that's who Obama is, 
He outlines what Obama is doing as he seeks to turn America into a socialist state. It is a process that progressive liberals have been pursuing since early in the late century. This is the truth. It began with Obama, really began with Obama, to change America. And we're going to talk more about that as we move along. So who is Sal Alinsky? Well, he died in the 50s, 1950s, and he wrote this book called Rules for Radicals. And this is what he quotes. In the beginning, the organizer's first job is to create the issues or the problems. That's Saul Alinsky. So this is an individual that has created a radical way of changing a country and coincides with communism. And of course, everybody on that side of the fence, the liberal side of the fence, knows who Saul Alinsky is. He is a god in the education system, in case you didn't know that. They worship this man, Saul Alinsky, in the education system. So listen to this. Modern social justice and progressive advocacy groups who use modified Alinsky tactics include the Justice Democrats, Brand New Congress, the Young Turks, Antifa, Youth Climate Strike, and Green New Deal, and others. Keep in mind, these rules for radicals were conceived in the 1960s and had a major influence on many young future politicians and policymakers. While these tactics have been useful for social justice warriors and change agents in the past, Today's progressives are using even more radical methods to accomplish their agendas. This history lesson is to show the foundation of today's radical justice movement, not necessary to describe the methods that they employ today. It's a way to describe what's going on in today using these Saul Alinsky methods. We'll get more into that further on. But listen to this. Remember President Barack Obama's campaign slogan. If you're around, this is what he said. I heard it. Change we can believe in. And his constant proclamation of hope and change. Remember that? Change. How he was always advocating the fundamental transformation of America. That's Barack Obama's slogan when he ran for president and the whole eight years he was in the office. In Chicago in the 1980s as a community organizer, that's what Obama was, a community organizer, a lawyer, and an agent of change himself. Barack Obama studied Saul Alinsky's methods and made these rules a central part of his political identity and political policies. And it's right, we're right back as if Donald Trump never existed. They're continuing where they left off and basically cutting the four years of the Republican presidency out of the picture completely, like it never existed. So what is happening in America? Alinsky's rules for radicals. 
This is what's happening in America. This is from the LoneStarLiberty.net. Part of this strategy is not just using Alinsky's rules. That's a major fundamental idea towards it, but it gets a lot deeper than that. An eight-point plan to implement socialism. This plan was not enumerated in Alinsky's book, so Alinsky didn't talk about this. However, Alinsky inspired two Columbia University, there we go with the college crap again, sociologists Richard Andrew Cloward and Francis Fox Piven to devise the Cloward-Piven strategy, which seeks to hasten the fall of capitalism by overloading the government bureaucracy with a flood of impossible demands, thus pushing society into a crisis and economic collapse. This strategy is often attributed to Alinsky and left-wing websites like Snoops or Snopes have tried to discredit the plan by declaring it false because Alinsky didn't actually write these eight, eight steps in his book, and he didn't. But Snopes refuses to actually say who did it, which is Cloward and Piven. And when I tell you what these eight levels of control are, tell me if we're not seeing this today, every single one of them. So how to create a social state by Cloward Piven. There are eight levels of control that must be obtained before you are able to create a social state. Number one, healthcare. If you control healthcare, and then you can control the people. Poverty. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you are providing everything for them to live. Communist China. Debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way you are able to increase taxes and this will produce more poverty. Continue the cycle. Poverty, debt. Poverty, debt, until they eliminate capitalism. Number four, gun control. Remove the ability to defend themselves from the government. That's why we have the Second Amendment. That way you're able to create a police state. Oh, wait a minute. I think they're trying to do that with all the guards and the fences at the Capitol. They're just using that event to create this police, police state. Welfare, take control of every aspect of their lives, food, housing, and income. Enough said. We understand what that means. Education, take control of what people read and listen to us. Take control of what children learn in school. If they make school all the way through college free, what that means is because it's free, you have to listen to the, what the government is feeding you because they're paying for it. You see the ideology behind that? The government's paying for your education so they get to teach you what they want to teach you. Religion, remove the belief in God from the government and schools. They did that years ago. Years ago. And they still continue to do it. Eight, number eight, class warfare. If this is not happening today in your world, you need to wake up. Divide the people into the wealthy and the poor. This will cause more 
discontent and it will be easier to take tax from the wealthy with the support of the poor. So there it is. I believe you can take those eight points and easily find and understand what is happening in America. You got to stand up, you got to show up, and you got to speak up. What I suggest and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this information, I'm going to write a letter to every representative and senator and governor in my state, and I'm going to tell them this is what's happening. Wake up and do something about it. We can pass in this country to make it illegal, illegal to be a communist and to use these references in our schools. That's just the beginning start, but it can happen with, with enough people standing up. We can change this country back. So I don't want to leave you feeling depressed because a lot of times what information I'm giving you is very depressing. But remember, you still live in the greatest country and you still have the freedoms given to us by the founding fathers. We just have to fight for them and we have to continue that fight. With that, what I want to do is I want to end this show with a very special song that I found. And this group is amazing. They are doing a cover band. It's a cover song of Lee Greenwood's God Bless America. The name of the group is called Home Free. It's an acapella. This is all acapella, no instruments. It was put on YouTube on June 30th of 2016, four years ago. It has had 12,273,831 views. 12 million views. God bless America. That's all I can say. Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd worked for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Where the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away The man who died who gave that right to me And I'll gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA From the lakes of Minnesota to 
the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas Oh, from sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say Tomorrow, all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. If everything was taken away from me, they can have it. But they'll never, ever have my freedom, and I will never give it away. And I will die for it, and I will die for your freedom forever. They cannot take that away. And we must not let them take it away. God bless the USA. This is the Gunny out.